Hello, welcome back for another episode of the Sexy Scary Book Club. I am Lisa. And I'm Jess. And today we're talking about King of Battle and Blood by Scarlett St. Clair. Or are you just noticing my typo? Your typo. Yes, King of Battle and Blow Pod. Blow Pod. A good blow pod, you know, never hurt anyone. So I, yeah, full disclosure, I don't run spell check on my notes. So I, yeah, why would you? (laughs) I wouldn't expect that of you. Yeah. (laughs) It's, you know, it leads to amusing typos such as that. Um, Anyway, the book was released on November 30th of 2021. So it's another one that is pretty new. Isolde Delara considers her wedding day to be her death day. To end a years-long war, she is to marry Vampire King, Adrian Alexander Vasiliev, and kill him. But her assassination attempt is thwarted, and Adrian threatens that if Isolde tries to kill him again, he will raise her as the undead. Faced with the possibility of becoming the thing she hates most, Isolde seeks other ways to defy him and survive the brutal vampire court. Except it isn't the court she fears the most. It's Adrian. Despite their undeniable chemistry, she wonders why the king, fierce, savage, merciless, chose her as consort. The answer will shatter her world. FYI, sexy scary book clubbers, this episode contains light spoilers from the Fever series by Karen Marie Moaning. If you care about spoilers and haven't read the Fever series, Listen at your own risk. It's interesting, you know, the title didn't even, I didn't even think about the title until now. It's kind of a weird title. <laughs> like, King of Battle and Blood. Okay. There's no, uh, there's no whimsy to that title. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, like, she's running a real hard agenda from the tippy top. Of yes. The main character, whose name is, what's his name? Adrian. Adrian. Right? Yeah, he's got like a three namer. He's Adrian he's a, Alexander Vasilev. Very Russian. Yeah. Which I, one thing, just as a side note, because I was reading some reviews I thought was amusing, was that somebody's complaint was that Russians never have a middle name. <laughs> no. So that's something what? that really bothered the reviewer. Okay, so. I am not Russian, but I read a lot of Russian literature back in my days in college. And the one thing I remember is they have like five names. So I don't know what this person's talking about. I remember like it would get like hard, like you're reading like Dostoevsky and you're like, who is this again? Because they would have like five different names that they yeah. would flip through. And sometimes they do the full name and sometimes they would just do one of the names. And I never knew like who we were talking about. So that's an interesting critique. Maybe this is modern day Russians. Like I said, I'm not Russian, so I do not know. But that surprised me. Yeah, I just thought it was a weird thing to point out too. Like I could understand if it was a pet peeve, but that was like the yeah that was the review. <laughs> Didn't like the middle name. Period. I'm done. <laughs> okay. All right. I mean, I'm whatever. Okay. Yeah, I mean, to each their own. I'm sure exactly. there were other things they didn't like about the book and not just, like, really put it over the top for them. Um, yeah, I know. I think I, like, I started it and I immediately texted you and I'm like, I don't like it. I don't like the first sentence. I'm like, I must have been in a mood because I just, I highlighted the first sentence and I just went back. I'm like, why did I hate that sentence? <laughs> so no what was it? I don't remember. 
There was an army of vampires encamped on the outskirts of my father's kingdom. Yeah. Okay. I can see, like, why, like, it could have been more nuanced, but mm -hmm. it's a fine sentence. I don't know why that, like, set me off right away. Yeah, so I will say, and, and when I was reading the reviews, this was, um, this was a, a common critique. I did feel like the pacing was really fast in this mm -hmm. book. Uh, oh, yeah. I still loved it. I still... <laughs> like right I, away. <laughs> yeah. I didn't mind that so much, but it mm. was problematic in that the whole crux of this book is that the main character is sold. Is sold. Uh, or Issa, is that what they I call? didn't really I know how to say that either. I kind of went back and forth. Um, yeah. Anyways, she hates Adrian because he is the king of battle and blood and he's a monster. And there's all of this like pretense about how he's just a monster and he's evil and he's pillaging like the entirety of the kingdom. Um, but that's, she doesn't really back that up in the Not character that all. we get with Adrian. And I feel like, much of this book should have been the second book. Like, I wanted to spend more time with her and her kingdom, mm -hmm. um, learning about what that life looked like for her, and there being a little bit more of the back and forth between Adrian and Isolde before they go uh, back to his castle. I think right. I, I mean, whatever, I get it. Like, she obviously wanted to get the story to a certain point by the end of book one. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, the, the, the pacing was a little bit too choppy well, or fast. And, like, I feel like this is supposed to be kind of like a, like a hate-to-love type of story, right? Like, and Adrian's supposed to be the big bad enemy, but, like, I never got the sense that Issa, whatever, like, she didn't paint her kingdom in a good light. She had this, like, douchey guy that, like, she had regretfully had sex with, and she kind of didn't really care about him, and he was, like, really, like, domineering and controlling. And, like, she liked her dad, and she had, like, one friend, but, like, even her friend, like, she kind of questioned her, but, like, it didn't seem like she really liked where she lived. Like, she just wanted to get out, so it made it really hard to, like, I feel like right away you knew, like, these aren't the good guys. You knew that, right. like... like, we're not staying here. Yeah, you knew you were going to get a flip. And then, like, the author did that thing that I find this happens so much when we're trying to, like, redeem the the enemy. Um, and they do the, like, broing out with their friends. <laughs> like, the soldier bro out, you know? And so, oh, clearly he's a good guy because he bros out with his fellow soldiers and he has friends. Like, I've seen that again and again. I think that's a funny way to, like, it works. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm not a sucker for it, but it's just funny. Yeah, I mean, traditionally, I tend to really like the friends of the big yeah. bad, or like it's it's nice to get that sneak peek into what their world looks like, or you know, their backstory, or how they interact with their people, and it also humanizes them because, right? You know, on one hand, he's this monster who's just taking down all of these territories all around the the realm or whatever the yeah. nine houses of Cordova yeah. um but on the other hand he's he's a friend he's not only like their ruler but they've got that camaraderie and they've got that um friendship between them yeah. so it, it helps to to paint him in a 
more caring light. He cares right. about his people. Well, it shows he doesn't lead just by fear, which is what she had always been told. Like, people are following him because they believe in him and his purpose and, you know, his path. Yeah, but then she doesn't really back that up. Because the the moments that we do get to see him in the story where he is, like, you know, there's a couple, and I'm just, like, obviously going to jump around in this, um, you know, when they get back to whatever they call it, the Red Palace, is that what it's called? Or am I remembering yeah. a different book? <laughs> I mean, that's, um, maybe in, it's the Blood Palace. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, in Revica, where the skies are red because, you know, vampires can't be out during the day. And so they have, like, a protective red sky under their territory, which is how they are able to mill around. Um, but anyway, you know, he he has murdered the prior ruler and taken over. And, yes, he... he what the author wants you to believe is that from Adrian's perspective, he's a different kind of ruler and really the last guy was terrible and he's trying to reform and make the lands a better place and, and kind of take out this other ruler who was really not in it for the right reasons. <laughs> um, but, you know, then he has like these temper tantrums basically where he just chops people's heads off and I, yeah. I don't know like is it really that people believe in him or it kind of seems like a lot of his counsel is skeptical and they certainly are skeptical of, of him bringing Isolde into things yeah no I agree with that I mean he is ruthless like I think you do like to be a leader you have to be ruthless to some extent so I think that that's how it's you know he's a leader he's got to be I yeah I mean I guess I just uh, it was just a little too, the flips were a little too extreme. I wouldn't have minded him being a little less likable, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, under, you know, no, obviously you, you understand why he's the way that he is with Isolde once you get the reveal of, of her backstory. But I don't know. Like, I just feel like he was a little bit too accommodating. That's how I felt. I felt like he was too likable if he was supposed to be the enemy. And, like, you know, I never once believed that she didn't, like, see that in him and like him, you know? Like, because she was pretty on board. Like, even though she said, oh, I'm carrying shame and I shouldn't be, like, he's my enemy. I mean, she slept with him really quickly. Yeah, well, yeah, clearly there was an attraction and a chemistry between them from the get go, which, you know, the author really wanted you to believe she didn't feel good about that. But But I didn't believe it. Yeah, she certainly gave over to it pretty easily time and time again. Like you never really, I don't know, you never really felt that shame in the moment. No, it was always her like, looking back and saying, oh, I can't let that happen again. Or, you know, as you get into the story and they're married, there's like this one scene where she's, they're fucking, and she's like, oh, this is all of a sudden too intimate. It's not just fucking. Right. And so there's she there's like love in here. stops it. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, look, I'm not going to say this book was without problems because uh, it definitely – had some issues that kind of took me out of it, but I still loved it. Like I still like whipped through it. I read it really quickly. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm absolutely excited for the the next book to come out. Um, but yeah, I mean, it had 
some problems for sure. Yeah, I don't even remember where it turned for me because I remember I like texted you. I was like, I don't know if I love this one. And then like probably the a day later, I was like, okay, I'm in it now. Like it, it got me, but I just, I don't remember what it was that finally turned that for me or why. Yeah, yeah. I, well, be, I feel like the author was she had to make the main character a certain way or she had to like hold back a lot of knowledge about why the character was acting that way in order to to try to protect this big reveal that you get. Yeah. Which, which, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, we might as well just say it. She ends up being like the reincarnation of of his great, his great love from, I don't know how far back, I guess like a couple hundred years. I'm I'm, I'm not clear about the timeline here. Um, But yeah, so he was, he was like the main royal guard for the prior king and he fell in love with one of the king's witches who was like a a high witch who was like a member of this coven that advised all of the witches uh, or I'm sorry all of the kings of the different houses of Cordova and somehow Somehow it came to be like they were being nefarious, even though that's not true. And so they all ended up getting burned at the stake. And then, you know, magic supposedly died and witches Mm -hmm. were outlawed. Um, And one, you know, Adrian like begged the goddess to allow his revenge. And so that's when he was, I guess, the first vampire. Yeah. And then, (laughs) so was he in charge of like create? There's a lot of this this backstory There's, that I'm confused there about. There was ambiguity there because I remember at one point, like, she even asked and then you became the vampire. And it wasn't clear that, like, whatever the, the person he went to, what was it, the sorceress or whatever? Like, whatever they did wasn't necessarily what made him a vampire. It just gave him the ability to or something. Like, it wasn't, it was vague. I think that it made him a vampire. But So, we meet... Um, like Adrian's friend, what's her name? The one whose lover ends up dying. She is also a vampire. Yeah, she's like the pretty silver one. Is it like Anna? Anna. Anna. That's her name. So Anna makes this comment about how it wasn't always a choice. And so my thought was that, who was it? I keep wanting to say Neri, but I thought was in the last book I was reading, which is a world that this book is obviously trying to emulate in some way. Um, that, that's another critique of some of the reviews I was reading, was that this series is a lot like uh, Jennifer Armentrout's Blood and Ash. There are definitely like a lot of really to be made i didn't really get that but i uh, i mean we've talked about this i have to reread those books because i don't remember them well just that you know like the sort of the banter between the two i mean i think jennifer armantrout probably maybe did it a little bit more successfully just in terms of timeline like i Mm -hmm. think this book has a lot of promise but just in terms of pacing it went a lot slower with the buildup between the relationship of the main characters in that book but you know the idea of the main character being this like headstrong kick-ass lady who likes to stab (laughs) who likes to stab yeah because she stabs him and that's a big thing with poppy she's always you know threatening to stab uh steal 
Um, and she does stab him that one time. Anyway, we're not talking about that book. Um, the point was, I, she made, Anna had made the comment that it wasn't always a choice to, like, become a vampire. And so I got the impression that whatever the goddess's name is that turned him, maybe, like, turned random people, like, all became vampires at once so that they, yeah, he I had, like, know. a, uh, you know, court of vampires, and then some of those vampires ultimately ended up changing other people, and so then it became more of a choice, but I don't think... I kind of got the feeling that, like, he's the one that changes everyone into vampires. Like, okay. he's, like, the gatekeeper of that. But I don't, like, I don't, like Could I said, be. it was really, like, vague. I'm not yeah, quite well, sure. Well, yeah, and I don't think it was meant to be explained. I think we're probably going to learn more yeah. about that in the next book. Also, um, we all know about vampires, so whatever. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. Details. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, but, yeah, so basically that was kind of, like, the double-edged sword of his revenge was that the goddess gave him immortality to get his revenge and um the downside of that was that he became a vampire i guess it was a downside i don't know he ultimately says he likes it though he likes who he is and he likes the power uh but then also like she was gonna be reincarnated and the goddess told him that, but she wasn't going to remember who she was. And the yeah. only way that she was going to come back into that knowledge was if he could get her to fall in love with him without telling her who she was. Yeah. Which, Which is like, yeah. that's interesting. I mean, that's not, that's different. I don't, I can't think of another book that's done that. I feel like this idea of like not being able to speak until they love you is not different, but... I don't know where it comes from, but I definitely know it. <laughs> yeah, well, it is kind of Beauty and the Beast, I right? It's a little Beauty We're, and the Beast-ish, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that trope isn't new, but the whole idea of yeah. the reincarnation was. Like, I don't think I've read another book where the main character's been reincarnated as the love of the alpha. Oh, oh man, I have. I just can't think of it. We'll okay. see if it comes to me. Probably not, but I, I have read that where it's a reincarnation. And I, I saw that coming, I like, a mile it. away. Oh, really? I, I d- definitely knew there was some connection between the witch and her, but I didn't yeah. know if it was going to be her. I, I, I assumed that it was going to be her, especially yeah. when they started doing the, like, scenes Dreams. where she, like, remembered that, like, the, um, not the sauna, um, the pool. And, like, being yeah. in that pool, and she remembered Adrian, but he looked different. He was softer. I was like, oh, she's reincarnated. Like, she was yeah. his lover. Well, yeah. See, I mean, I definitely knew that she was, like, sharing memories or something from that lady, but I didn't know it was yeah. just going to straight up be that was her. And, right. and, you know, obviously, from the very beginning of the book, she's afraid of fire. So that's definitely, like, foreshadowing right. because she was burned at the stake. So now she yeah. doesn't, like, Which we didn't even mention. Like, that was a big deal that all the witches were, like, rounded up and burnt at the stake. And, like, witches aren't around anymore. Well, apparently they're not around. Um, yes. Yeah, and that was a big part. And I, I'm trying to remember. Was it the, like, the, the king that the Blood King ousted that did all that? And yeah. was, like, anti-witch. Was. And so, mm-hmm. and then... Issa's like her kingdom like they glorify that like they think that that king was the right king and like the witches should have been burned and all yeah. this um so that, yeah like now the, the vampires have risen for, 
yeah, the truth has been forgotten. And that's like, that's another big trope in this genre is the main character growing up in this web of lies where, you know, the realization is that nothing has, nothing has worked the way that she thought it did or the truths that she believed or who the good guy and who the bad guy is has been flipped. Yeah. Um, So that like becomes kind of obvious pretty quickly when, like, they get married, and they go off in their tent, and then they're, like, traveling back to the Blood King's kingdom or castle, um, and then her people start turning on her, and, like, they attack her. So it's like you like can already see, like, okay, there's two sides to this story, and she might not be completely good, you know? Well, not necessarily her, but, like, you can tell that there's some duplicity there. Like, Yeah, agreed, agreed. But, you know, I mean, I don't, like, anything else just with the people being stupid (laughs) like if you're if you're told a certain thing about the way things work and like your part of the world has been glorified then you've been manipulated into the other person being the bad guy and they're not you know they're not being any just reason for this um And certainly, like, I mean, you know, the fact of the matter is, is that he has gone and taken over all these other territories and he has killed a bunch of people. Yeah. Um, So, you know, that's that's the Adrian that we don't really get to see. We're told about it, but we don't really get to see it. And you wanted to see more of that? I wanted wanted to see see more because I wanted. Yeah, I wanted to not necessarily like him right away because that's yes. that's how it's supposed to be. Like you're supposed to be funneled through that main character's thoughts and feelings. And if he I want to see why he's a monster and not right. just because I've been told this and that about him. I want to see that. But he's kind right away. You know, they meet mm-hmm. in the forest and there's, um, you know, we learn that there's all these other kinds of creatures around, monsters. Uh, we don't really know why they exist or how they exist. And this was another tie to the Blood and Ash series because there are, like, I don't remember what they're called in that book, but, like, the 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 people that are the ascended that are trying to, like, make new No, but see, that's not... Like, I don't think you can give Jennifer Armentrout credit for that, because this talks about, like... It starts with an S, and I have heard this before. Like, this is not... This is part of vampire folklore. Sure, I'm not trying to say she came up with it. I'm just saying it's another connection to that series. But I don't know... I don't know if we're going to learn how... Why these creatures exist. Because we don't really. We just know that they do. So... You know, we get the, what do they call it? Like the crimson mist, the blood mist later on that has killed oh, yeah. the whole village. Uh, that was gnarly. It turns it them was, inside it out. It was cool. Yeah, I liked that. Um, but we we come to understand that that's magic. You know, that's a witch has done that, but it ne- hasn't necessarily gone the way the witch wanted because what she w- the witch was trying to do was create an army basically and what she ended up doing instead was just killing everybody because nobody could withstand the mist i think it was to like try to create these types of monster people um well st- but, i find out what it was it's the stagroy that's been around before yeah you're, yeah i've heard that word too yeah um these are like yeah i don't i didn't quite understand actually the motivation of like I mean, I guess they're trying to take the kingdom by creating these, like, 
monster blood mist people, whatever. Yeah. Well, I don't think they're the Sturgoi, though. I think that's something different. No, it's different. Yeah. Yeah, but it, I mean, the the point of that is in that is that Isolde thinks that this is all because of Adrian, and he's the king of monsters, and he, that is something yes. that he's kind of a, gets offended by periodically in the books. He's like, I'm the king of vampires, but I'm not the king of monsters. You know, like I didn't make these other creatures, but we don't know who did or where they came from mm-hmm. or their role. I mean, I can only assume that they come from witches or the, the one witch specifically. Is she the only witch that's left? I don't know. I mean, I guess now yeah. there's a soul who's the reincarnated witch. So I assume that we're going to get now that she's come back into her, all of her memories, we're going to get some magic, uh, magical abilities from her in the next book. I, I can only assume. Yeah. Um, but, oh, yeah, so this is, yeah, there's, this book's just, it's kind of all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> there's and, a lot. Yeah, so, you know, so let's, you mentioned her, her lover, or ex-lover. So we yeah. meet him really early on in the book. His name's Alec Killian, and he's the commander of the Royal Guard, and she had, like, a fling with him that was obviously totally meaningless to her. She just wanted to have sex, and he was conveniently there, and now he's being really pushy, and she's like, God, dude, you're mediocre in bed anyway. Like, just get over <laughs> it. I'm not gonna marry you. Like, I, that was never what this was about. Um, he thinks and, that she is. Yeah, he thinks that she is. And there's this whole idea that, you know, she's the princess, and she wants to be queen. But does she? I mean, that's why, like, you don't really get, you don't really get any interaction with her and her people. Like, I I mean, it's definitely, like, it's implied she has a loyalty to her people. And that is largely why she agrees to marry Adrian and go off with him because she's protecting her people. So, like, she does speak to that, I think. And, like, there's a lot of, like, even when, like, she's leaving, they're like, well, you're going to try to kill him, right? Like, because he's the enemy and you're loyal to us. And she does. She tries to stab him, but. Sort of. Sort of. Yeah. But, like, it was so, like. She doesn't want to. Yeah. She she doesn't want to at all. She lacks him. Yeah. (laughs) She wants him to stab her over and over. <laughs> I mean, I did, yeah, I did like that. I mean, I thought that was that it happened hot. so quickly. I mean, not even that it happened so quickly, just that again, like that could have been book two. I love Spice, and you know, they like they have that kiss in the tent before they get married, and there's no sex there, but that was hot. Like, yeah. I wouldn't have minded that sort of sexual tension building throughout the first book and then having them actually fuck like, after they get to his castle in the second book. Like, that would have been fine. But that scene, I liked that scene where he, she stabs him and he's just like, I'm out of here. Like, I'm not going to fuck you now. You stabbed me. You stabbed me, yeah. But then she wakes up and he's just, like, staring at her from a chair. Sitting in the corner. Yeah, and then, um, you know, she's like, I'm horny. That's it. Like we're going to get it on. And she goes over there and he tells her, um, he tells her that, you know, you're not going to be in control here. Uh, that I thought that was pretty hot. Yeah. I guess he, like that was not necessarily indicative of the character that you saw from him. That would be indicative of the type of character that the author 
wants you to think that he is, which is like, kind of a little bit more of an asshole. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, he never really was an asshole. Like, yeah. even that, he, like, I mean, he still was, like, patient in a way. <laughs> yeah, but, well, because he tells her, like, oh, you're going to regret that. Okay. It's, like, playful. And yeah. regrets. <laughs> well, then he tells her, like, you know, if you you know, try to kill me or do this or that or betray me, then I'm going to turn you. Like, I could turn you like that. You know, like, I could turn yeah. you in a moment. But that's like, I don't know. He never really says or does anything else that would make her believe that she's ever going to be in any danger from him. In fact, he says yeah. quite the opposite the majority of the time. Like, oh, you're my only weakness and you're the only one I make promises to. Um, right. And that is why it felt a little weird because, like, right away, like, Later on, you realize, okay, he knew who she was. And, like, this was someone that he knew, like, he loved. But, like, right away, he's, like, kind and protective of her. And, like, yeah, you don't believe he would ever harm her. And that's a little strange because, like, he's supposed to be the big bad blood king. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. Ambiguity. I wanted I want a little more snarl. Like, yeah. <laughs> a little more rough around the edges. He was so polished. I had a really hard time, could... like, seeing him. Yeah. Well, he, he was cast as Henry Cavill. As yeah, he became the Witcher. The Witcher. He's <laughs> the only, like, light blonde-haired warrior I mean, type I mean, that I, I like. His hair's gray in that show, but... It's, like... Like, silvery blonde. Yeah, yeah uh, that's funny. I did end up seeing um, him as well. Yeah, I happened to also be, like, starting the latest season of that show while I was reading it, too. So I, I was haven't like, done it yet, and I don't know why, because, like, I loved the first season, and, like, I just keep waiting. I feel like I have to be in the right mood. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't, Like, you know, I have Jason and Rudy, and so it's, like, there's only certain times I can watch what I want to watch. And Jason did like that show, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's one that I watched with Austin, because he... Uh, was a big fan of the game, the video game. Yeah, um, Jason played the video game, and even the video yeah. game is hot. <laughs> I got to yeah. watch it. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's The Witcher. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I liked I liked the first season better, but. Oh, all right. Well, maybe I'm having, like, a gut instinct that the second season's not that good, so I'm not getting into I it. I still liked it. I Austin had more issues with it than me, but he tends to be a little bit more, um, Right. <laughs> That's the other thing. I, I hate watching stuff I love, and then Jason will sit there and make comments and critique yep. it. I'm like, mm -hmm. out of the room. Like, yeah. let me enjoy this. I don't need to hear yeah. what you think about Edward. I know it's ridiculous. <laughs> I want to watch this without any judgment or comments. So yes. shoosh. <laughs> yeah. Austin's pretty aware of the shows that he's not allowed in the room for, or he must be silent <laughs> if he is. Outlander's one of them. Yeah, that's another one I haven't gotten into. It can be quite boring, but yeah, I still so can the books. I like that world. Sorry, yeah. I know that there's no, like a, people that are so loyal to Outlander, but I find them boring. Yeah, no, I get that. There's <laughs> definitely large stretches of the books that are like, okay, I don't, yeah, I don't care about military strategy. <laughs> right, I do like that. Like they're well researched, and they really yeah, are. Oh, they're sure. historical, and you know. I guess that the books we read now, they're allowed to be a little more lazy. Not to say that it's not a lot of work to write these books, because it is. Um, but, you know, I feel like those books are just so well-researched and really thought out. It's a different, a different style. It's a different skill set. I mean, look, not every author is a historian. No. Um, some are. 
you know, uh, Diana Gabaldon. Gabaldon, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Discovery of Witches, Deborah Harkness. I mean, she is, was a historian before she wrote that. So, you know, I mean, like, I think, you know, it just depends. Apparently I hate history because I think both of those <laughs> no, books were don't. slow. And, yeah, <laughs> and they were, but it's like they were also, you know, again, like getting back to what is paranormal romance or urban fantasy or fantasy romance or whatever you want to call it. Like, yeah, they're just different types of books, you know, like they're, yeah. those are books that are much more focused on the, the plot or the history and then the romance is sprinkled in and these other books I think you know the, the point of these books is we want the romance and the Hot. heat and the lust and we want yeah. a satisfying world built around that so they're just different there's like they're, they're not really they're not really comparable because they're just doing different stuff okay um, <laughs> that's my two cents about it anyway um <laughs> But yeah, so, you know, she's got, from the get-go of this story, she is like this strong, independent woman. She doesn't need a man. She's going to be a queen who rules because she doesn't want a husband and have to kind of rule in their shadow. And then she comes across the Blood King, and he says, oh, I'm going to, well, first of all, her father has arranged a meeting with him. That's at the start of this. He's invited the Blood King and his army into their territory so that they can have a meeting to discuss a truce. Right. And Which is not a popular move that he made. Like, the people of his kingdom are kind of like, what? Are you sure? Yeah, because they don't trust him. Yeah. Which is fair. Um, but, you know, the king thinks he's that's his only option because it's either that or he can't win that war. Um, and then the Blood King decides... And this was like, I don't know if this was explained and I'm just not remembering or if it was left ambiguous. So he didn't know that she was, and who is, what is the lady's name? Now I got to look it up because I forget. Oh, the, his lover? Yeah. Wasn't it like an aphelium or something? <laughs> I don't think something? it was that. But Both yeah, an something. N? Uh, yes, Yesina. Yes, oh God, I was way Yesinia. off. Yesinia, Yesinia. <laughs> I think there was. I no think that was actually the. I think that was actually the goddess. One of the goddesses. I think it's the goddess. I, I thought it was an. Um, I don't know. Then anyway, he didn't know she was there. Like he's discovering this when he meets her in the forest after she kills the. Strigoi. Yeah. Right. And then he sees her, and he's like somehow knows that it's her at that point. Yeah, he like smells her or something. I would have liked it better if somehow he knew it was her all along. And, like, that's the whole reason he was, Why he like, was there. making his way to her was to start oh. this. Yeah, he doesn't know until he meets her. Yeah, I don't like that. Don't you don't like that? Don't. No, I don't like that. I, I like him. that. I wanted him to be more pragmatic about it. I wanted him to, like, know and had been, like, watching her. I don't know. I mean, he knows she's coming, but he just doesn't know when. And that's why I like it, because he just stumbles upon her. And it's, like, immediate, like... Well, then what's his, like, what's his I mean, he was going there to, like, mess shit up, I think. Like, he was going there to take over. Well, what sort of... Like, he had been. be interested in no truce? I don't think he was interested in a truce. I I, I don't think that was ever really on the plate. But I think once she was part of the agenda, then it was, you know, then he considered it. Okay. 
because so, it yeah. may like he does imply like I don't have to like compromise with anyone. I don't have to have a conversation with anyone. I'm the freaking blood king. Like I can yeah. take you well, all out. He does, and I did like that. There was a quote that I um that I highlighted. It doesn't come till later in the book, but she's surprised. So he says, "Okay, I won't hurt your territory, but I want Isolde as my wife." And the yeah, king's which like, like no way, that's not happening. But then she sacrifices herself for the sake of her kingdom and agrees to marry him. And, and I think, father. you know, yeah. And I think the, the idea is that somehow she's going to like manipulate that situation or kill him or, you know, whatever. Yeah, um, she's going to stab him because yeah. her servant, her, I don't, is she her yeah. maid? Lady, her, it was her nursemaid. Lady in not, waiting? Oh, no. <laughs> made but now just kind of like her mother figure yes her mother is dead but anyways so you know she goes off with him and she's confused or surprised that he's planning to come back to revica with her he thinks he's she thinks he's just gonna send her along so that he can continue his path of destruction um and she says, you would risk the nine houses plotting against you in your absence. And he says, the houses can plot all they want. I am inevitable. Yeah. So I like that, you know, like he's, you know, this is just a stop. He doesn't have to worry. He's the big bad. He's got yeah. this, like, there's nobody that can out bad him. <laughs> um, but he also makes a big point of saying, like, I'm not looking for a wife. I'm looking for a queen. A queen. I liked um, that. Yeah, I like that, too. Um, and, you know, like, I like that she kind of offends him because he, she thinks, well, the only reason a man would be interested in having a queen is for an heir. And, like, you can't make no babies. You're a vampire. <laughs> and he's like, I'm not, you know, they're... Or he's confused because he's like, are you wanting to just be like a breeding mare? Like, I'm right. offering you like this semblance of equal rule. Uh, but she's very like suspicious of that and skeptical of that. But, you know, like then we learn that she's a reincarnated witch. And so obviously now the two of them are going to be unstoppable. We've got the Blood yes. King who's a vampire and we've got this reincarnated witch who I assume is going to come into all these magical powers um perhaps perhaps yeah (laughs) yeah perhaps (laughs) um but yes and so then there another complaint that people had about this book was that they're on the horse too much they're on the horse too much yeah and i'm like i totally (laughs) disagree i've read other books where they're on the horse way more like traveling i didn't feel like the traveling part of this book was very long i don't even understand that complaint like what do you mean they're on the horse too much like like they're traveling too much i guess i don't know either it was weird i mean i guess i understand like like, can they just get to the castle already like they want to get to the castle but they find out more about life there journey was quite short you know i think that it's just different different strokes for different folks some people want the journey and some people want the castle you know i just want it to be a good story. <laughs> I'm just glad they didn't try to have sex on the horse because that happened oh in another God. novel and it was terrible and I hated yeah, it. Yeah, we talked about that. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, um, so, you know, just some yeah, fondling no what sex. cuddles on also, horses are fine. leave the horse out of it. The horse doesn't need to be in the in viewing of your shenanigans. <laughs> right? Yeah. They, they didn't ask for this. Poor horse. 
Um, so yeah, so she gets to the castle, and the idea is that he wants to make sure everybody knows that this is his boo. His queen. <laughs> and not to fuck with her, <laughs> and to, like, get that established so he feels that she is safe there in the event of his absence. But I don't know, is he ever really planning on leaving again without her? Um, and then it's going to be a fortnight, two weeks, till her coronation, and her father is supposed to come back um, to, to be there for that yeah. celebration. Oh, we skipped over the fact that they had a very lackluster wedding in her kingdom. Like, it was very, like, Yeah, bleh. nobody. Well, yeah, because nobody was, it was nothing to celebrate. It was kind of yeah. like it happened in secret. It was a somber affair. There was no She no was vampire. quietly celebrating. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, she got fucked real good. She and, did. Yeah, they, like, made... What? Not in her room. I liked that that was, like, a point that was made. They fixed up this other room that was all dusty <laughs> <laughs> for them to have their wedding night in. Yeah. Um, but I do enjoy that he basically is, like, I w- I'm going to... S- I want um, you to scream my name so that your commander may hear how loud I make you come. Oh, yeah, because he did not have the same effect on her body. Yeah. Good old Killian, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is there another I'm, book where there was a Killian. I feel like I'm I'd, sure there is. I've dealt with this name before. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, he was uh, a lion. This no, wasn't it the sin and chocolate? Wasn't he Killian? God, I don't remember. So the demigods of San Francisco series, which was another series that was written by K. F. Breen, who wrote the series where they fuck on the horse that we were just referencing. <laughs> but I'm pretty, pretty sure that that alpha was named Killian. Well, I and thought the demigod the was Mimi. That wasn't Mimi? Mimi? No. Mimi Pampeloff? Mimi was king. King? Yeah. <laughs> she was merman. Or I merman. that one. I did. Yeah. It's surprisingly good. It so I weird. like her writing style. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I'm sure there's been tons of Killians. <laughs> I know. Anyways, I digress. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, his character is his uh, puzzling one. So I, so when we, so we, there's a great betrayal that I had some issues with. Her oh, father. Oh, I have big well, issues with this. Yeah. So not to <laughs> say I didn't see it coming because I absolutely saw it coming, especially when she. So you find out when she's come back into her memory and Adrian tells her because he keeps saying all through the book, like, you are my greatest weakness. And you realize that this is actually true because it was some sort of a tie to his power that he got was that once she remembers who she is and she does this by allowing him to feed off of her, that's what kind of like oh, I forgot about that component. Yes, transfer of her back into Yasinia. Which is um, another common trope to like yeah. ask for it. Yes, yes, yes. Feed on me. <laughs> so, but in, in that, he is making himself vulnerable because by feeding on her, he's tying their lives together. That's part of the the curse or whatever mm-hmm. that the goddess gave him. So now that he's fed off of her, that means if she dies, he dies. And I assume vice versa? I don't know. Oh, that's so... 
the la- the witch collector, I got confused at the end because I was like, I thought it they were linked if like she died, not the like the other two guys. That's how I got confused. Yeah, I got the books confused. Well, we did read them one after the other, so we did. and it is like still a common, it's you know, similar. two people's yeah linked together being like linked together. Yeah, um, so but so she truly is his greatest weakness. Yeah. And so then stupidly, even though he's like, nobody else knows about this except for like two other people. And then she immediately goes to tell Daddy. her mother all about it, which I'm like, okay, well, this seems like a bad idea. Right. Obviously, like, isn't she is- miss? Like she distrusts everybody. But I mean, I, I under, I guess it's like, you know, dad, daughter. There's I, it's not like she's told him everything. I just found it really weird because like, the dad was really, like, written as, like, this sympathetic, loving old man that would do anything for his daughter, really cared about his daughter. And, like, he just flips like that. Yeah. I and didn't... I guess, like, I guess we're to believe this whole time that he's telling her that she's the only hope for their kingdom. What he was really saying was, you gotta kill yourself? Well, he didn't know that right away. So I think I when know. he was saying that, he was thinking, like, she's gotta kill Adrian, but then he realized if I kill my daughter, Adrian's dead. No big deal. Yeah, I I have such a hard time with that flip. That that's a little too drastic. I think if he were like consumed by something, like the crimson rage, whatever it was called, mist took him. Then I could buy it. But the fact that he just did it, normal. Yeah. Or if we would have gotten more, like, fostering of this story in book one, where you could have maybe spent more time with the father, what if the other witch, so we haven't talked about her yet, but... She's actually the villain of the story, I think, right? Yes. Nope. Safira is the consort that he's feeding off of, which was another thing I wanted to mention. That was dumb. That was just, like, (laughs) The weird little jealousy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like, dude's got to eat. Like, what's your suggestion? (laughs) Right. (laughs) You just don't want to see who he's eating from at all? I think she just didn't like Sephira because Sephira was trying to, like, rub it in her face. Flex her power. And she's just like, you don't have any power. Right. Which I'm like, I don't know. That was weird, too. Like, I wouldn't have minded if they had been fucking. And then he was just like, (laughs) yeah, but I don't really care about her. Yeah. That didn't make any sense to me. Like, so what's what's the implication that he hasn't fucked anyone since he became a vampire? Because his heart is... Oh, yeah, he's been waiting for his one true love to return to him. (laughs) Right? That's dumb. Because she's... It's like, you could still just have sex with people. Come on. Like, everybody's got needs. Like, I get it if you could never really love. And that would also kind of make... What the fuck? I already said her name. Serafina? No. Safira. Safira. That would have made her a more sympathetic character. Yeah, there was nothing sympathetic about her. She was just kind of annoying. Yeah. Well, she wasn't, like, fleshed out. No. She was just, like, very one-dimensional. But what's the bad yeah. witch's name? I can't remember. I have it in here. Oh, yeah. Ravina. Ravina. That's it. Yeah. So we learn that Ravina was, um... Ooh, what was his name? I'm trying... I didn't write down the, like, Prior King's name. We'll call him Prior King. Prior King. Um, But, oh, there it is. Dragos. 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 Um, So they kind of 
had a thing going or she wanted to have a thing going with him basically she sold all of her sisters down the river for his fame yeah and watched Um, them burn yeah and then when uh adrian made a play for power and and killed dragos she fucked off out of there yeah but like he knew that she was still out there somewhere or he thought that that was likely um and then when when you get this blood crimson mist stuff he's like mm, like that's probably, that's probably her. her yeah so that has a very like um twilight like victoria's out there just waiting kind of vibe <laughs> yeah yeah so she's definitely i guess like she's the big bad yeah, I mean, she's, she's the one the making villain. all this crazy stuff happen. And, like, the Crimson Mist is... So that was weird, too. Okay, so the Crimson Mist, like, in these other villages, it just, like, decimates them and totally takes it out. And everyone's left dead with their skin inside out. And, like, it's pretty gnarly, right? And I feel like when the she unleashes the Crimson Mist on the castle, like, they're able to, like, close a door and escape it. Like, I don't... It didn't... It didn't seem like that's how it should have worked. It seemed like it was more volatile than that. And the fact that, like, a small door could, like, help them escape it. I don't know. Yeah, it would have been nice to maybe see some of her magical powers starting to come out, and that's what was helping circumvent that. Yeah. Um, But yeah, but but to back up a little bit, so where I was going with that was I wouldn't have minded like Ravina, like having like stolen herself away into Isolde's um, territory. Like, what if she was like passing herself off as a human? In because mm-hmm. she knew that Isolde was like the reincarnated witch, and so she was like getting in her dad's ear. That's so what I said. That's like a yeah. And that's what I expected. I expected the dad to have been like kind of corrupted by Ravina, but that's what that's not what we got. We just got no. a dad that was like, oh hell, if I kill you, then Adrian will be dead too. All right, daughter, sorry about this. I'm just gonna have to kill you. Like it was so. It was so weird, and there was no emotion. Like, there should have been more there, right? Yeah, and there wasn't really that much emotion on her side either. Exactly. Like, she's like, um, oh, yeah. I had to do this, and now I'm doing, like, a burial send-off for you that's not our own custom by setting you on fire, but whatever. You deserve it. Oh, I thought you were talking to me. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm isoled well, here. Why are you setting like, me on fire? What? <laughs> No, at the end, how she yeah. burns his No, body. it was very just like, okay. I don't know. And, like, maybe that can be attributed to, like, she's realized that she's actually lived a whole other lifetime and has a whole other story. And, and she is mad at her father because her father knew that, like, her mother's people had been attacked or yes. were living in, like, squalor Slavery. and he didn't do anything about it. Yeah, yeah. they been but enslaved. Still, it was so just, like, anticlimactic. Like, there... We should, we should have felt so much more there. And maybe, I like, agree. it will be explained later. Maybe there was more going on with the dad, but... Well, I'm curious what they're going to do with Killian's character. Because Yeah, because he, he's still around. He's still around, and why? And also, I guess he just thinks the Red Mist killed the king, and that Isolde yeah. didn't murder him, because I can't imagine that would be <laughs> something that you could explain in a way that would be okay with him he was like yeah. hot-headed and super against this marriage and she had to make a whole deal with killian about or i'm sorry with adrian about oh Not if, killing if him. killian tries to kill you please just let him go about his business and don't take revenge and he's like mm, fine 
<laughs> like at first he's like, I'm not going to promise that, but then he ends up promising it to her. Um, so I, I'm interested in the role that he is going to play. Like, is he, has he been messed with maybe by Ravina? I, I don't know. know. Um, but I don't trust him. He has no. Yeah. So I don't, uh, I'm I'm interested about that for book two. What what the, what she's gonna do with his character, um, but yeah. So uh, like I guess just the setup. So uh, that's the other thing about her like reincarnation that I thought was a little bit sloppy. And I get it because like you guessed it probably earlier on in the book than I did. But I think you know there was only so much that she could do to not like drop too many hints for people to get there before she wanted them to. Um, but I thought it was, I don't know, like all you got was she was afraid of fire. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, as soon as she gets to the castle, I guess it's just because it's familiar territory. She starts having the dreams and the visions of the past. I, yeah. I don't know. I would have liked the a thing with more the... of a, oh, I've had these weird dreams since I was a child. Yeah, <laughs> there's that, like, dagger in the book, too, that, like, brings stuff back. Right? Oh, I don't remember that. I remember she goes the into, the, like, the library. Like, she goes in the yeah. library and she finds a book and there's, like, a hole yeah. cut out in it. Is there a dagger or something inside of there? Oh, maybe. Yeah, so yeah. That that sound... No, I think that sounds familiar. And then there's a the book in the glass the... case. Yeah, and it being that she blank. wrote. Yeah, and I'm like, that's that shit's not blank. Come now, like yeah. we all know that there's spells in there, and it's just been spelled. What's a blank like book in a glass case? Come on. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. So that's the other kind of at the end. Uh, Ravina steals the book. She's she's yeah. done. She's set this red mist loose through the castle as a distraction, so that she can steal the book. Um. With all and, the badass spells? Or... <laughs> yeah, so, like, that at the end of the book, uh, or she she says that it's the Book of the Dead, um, basically, and she wrote it, because uh, it can be used to raise the dead. And so, obviously, now that's, you know, this is maybe the only thing that's going to be, like, a, a worthy adversary to... Adrian and Isol. She could bring back an the, army of the dead, including she, the, the prior, prior king. king. Yeah, yeah. So that's a cool premise. Like that's... it is. Yeah. I mean, there's there was enough here for me to attach to the story and to want to read more. And I oh, liked her writing style, and I thought the world was interesting enough. Um, yeah. So, I, like, I totally understand the complaints, but I still really liked it yeah I liked it more than some of the other books that we've read we did I think you started to kind of bring this up a little bit and then we moved on but I don't know if I love the whole past life wrap it up in a bow explanation either like I think that this idea that they're soulmates and they're reincarnated is really like it's it's beautiful I suppose but like I don't I don't know if I like it like in action you know because like you feel loyal to these these characters of this like version of them and so that it's like it almost feels weird to have like like two it's like another character that's in yeah. love with this like it's weird to me and I don't know if I like it and I also almost think it's a little bit of a cop-out like it makes it really easy to like wrap up but I'm not I, almost I don't know where I feel preferred if she 
was the the witch, but somehow had been repressed it or something. Yeah, something. Um, because I agree, and I think it also kind of just cheapens Isolde's character because it's mm-hmm. now okay. So now you're Yasinia, and so we're right. not supposed to care about Isolde. Exactly. At all. Like, Isolde yeah, was never like her own person. Right, and that's how I feel. I feel weird about it because you like as you're reading these books, like you have this loyalty to Zold and you're getting to know her and then it's like oh she doesn't really matter it's really all about Yesenia like and yeah it's it's strange I'm trying to think like in the any time that like the past life story has come up and I loved it and I, I go back to like old school like Dracula Bram Stoker and like mm-hmm. I loved that but like ultimately they couldn't stay together like yeah. <laughs> that's the way it works you know I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how yeah. I feel about it. <laughs> you almost want that to be exactly like something that's never gonna work out the way that yeah the guy th- like maybe she should have been the reincarnation of King Dragos lady, but now yeah. she's like her own person and she's fallen in love with Adrian, who was his royal guard, and he may have known that, but maybe was always in love. I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I mean, agree. I. I there were there were things I didn't like about it for sure. Yeah, I like that they get another chance because they didn't get to like you know explore their love the first time around. But yeah, like I said, I don't I don't know if I dislike or I don't know how I feel yet. Like I have to kind of let this ride out and then we'll see what I think. Well, one of the like we don't really know that much about Yasinia. We don't, and so it feels strange to suddenly like it's like you have this forced loyalty to her because she's linked to this character that you've gotten to know, and I I just I don't know. It's all very strange. Yeah. And complex. I, I wouldn't want to have to try to write it. So, you know, no. kudos to the author for trying. Yeah. And I mean, I liked, I, this is the first book I've read of hers. Um, but yeah, I, I thought I had, but I don't think I have. I think this yeah, is the first Yeah, I did go too. and I bought, she did a, another series that's about uh, Hades and Persephone. Yeah. Which was um, like, I've, that got a lot of, um, I th- I've seen that around a lot. Like people really like it. Yeah, so I bought that book, and I'll definitely check more of her stuff out. I did like her writing style, and I like her mm-hmm. world building, even though, you know, there were some things that I took issue with. Um, overall, I overall I liked this book. I thought it had Me too. good spice. It had some, some scary with the red mist. Like, I liked that part. I love witches. Yeah. Um, the reincarnation thing was, eh, I don't know. Jury's still out for me on right. that. I'll have to see what they do with um, without meshing of Isolde and Yesenia and how Adrian plays a role in that in the next book. Um, I want her to have some more struggle with trying to come to terms with this. Like, the, it's pretty huge to, like, realize all of your reincarnated memories all of a sudden. Like, you, yeah. that, would, that would cause some serious issues with a who am I really and... Well, and then you also find out you're actually like a powerful witch. And with that, like you can lend yourself to some some darkness, you know, kind of see where that goes and if that's going to be a good thing for her, if it's going to corrupt her, you know? Yeah. 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 I did like Adrian, even though we complained mm-hmm. about things about him, like him not being rough enough. <laughs> well, um, it all makes sense at the end of the book. It I does, just because like she it, was everything to him. Yeah. So yeah, I just of course. feel like it was uh, like you had to have him that way for that reveal to be satisfying, I guess. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I did like it again. We're something I'm noticing. That's probably a good thing is that I think we're starting to see these alphas who are 
less problematic. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of how they are interacting with the main characters. Um, and I get that that is a positive thing, but I do think that this genre is not crafted to necessarily support that in a really satisfying way. It's not supposed to be healthy. It's supposed to be vicious. And, you know, like, yeah, these alphas are feeling, um, they're feeling a little woke, which I think is probably, like you said, it's a good thing, but it is a bit of a, it's hard for when you've been a fan for so long. Yeah. And you're like seeing the shift. And like, we don't see it as much in, in this story because of the discovery of her being reincarnated. So we like understand why he's being so tender and nice to her throughout this whole thing. Uh, But it is something that I've noticed in other stories where if, if the crux of this alpha's character is that he is not able to love you or he is his revenge is more important than this relationship that he's fighting against that tenderness weakening him he can't be tender the whole time yeah (laughs) well and i think that's the thing about adrian though is that he's not fighting it like yeah that's what i said it's not yeah not a complaint in this book because you understand the reason why but in some of the other ones it's like i i don't know that i'm buying that you don't like you obviously love her right now right away this obviously happened so Mm-hmm. if you're being nice and kind and caring and considerate and like thinking about her feelings and all of that, then you like, I don't know. You can't have it both ways. You can't have it both ways. Yeah. I can see that. So I just think there's more tweaking needs to happen. I like that this more positive element being added because you know it is problematic about this genre that Mm -hmm. some of these alphas can be abusive absolutely like yeah one of my friends you've met her um jesse like she's just like how do you like this like you're smarter than like you know she's so offended for me that i'm into like she tried reading the fever series like the first book um and like i get it like i i get that it's a lot of what's happening is not okay if she would have kept reading and would have realized that they <laughs> fucked in that first scene where she was at the boarding house, oh. she would have been really mad. And I still did that and took her memory away. <laughs> I still like struggle with that one. I'm like, oh god, I don't know. I, I yeah, don't know about that. I don't know about that either. I don't. I don't think she knew she was gonna do that. I think we I talked think about she that. Decided and... later. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, I don't. I didn't really like that either. I, not that I didn't think that Barons would have done that, because he absolutely would have, and he absolutely would have taken her memory away. That's not what I take issue right? with. Right? Like, it was very true to the character, and yeah. that was well done. But yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah just that it happened. I don't know that it was necessary, other no. than to just, like, like, I think we did talk about that just as a way to get some more spice in, because yeah. that's not where they were at in that part of the story. So having that flashback was a way to... Yeah. Get a sex scene in there. <laughs> but, you better um, do a little thing in the beginning with a fever spoiler for this uh, episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I will. Okay. I guess. I don't, know. I don't really care about spoiling, but other people do. I would be mad yes. if somebody spoiled it. I actually me. had something spoiled for me 
yesterday because oh. I'm a dumbass and I it even said like it was asking a question about a certain book and I just assumed I was farther along than the question and mm. I am not and so I was kind of like oh, oh. <laughs> and it sucked so yeah. let's not do that to someone yeah, else so it just depends for me sometimes I don't care about spoilers and other times I, look yeah. like Austin is very big on like fuck spoilers are stupid because he's right like at the end of the day you're either writing it in a satisfying way or you're not. And if the and if knowing what's going to happen ruins it, it wasn't well done. Written very well in the first place. Uh, I can understand that. I can understand that. But I still like to discover it on my own as the creator had intended. Right. And I wasn't surprised by it. Well, I will say that because I the book I'm reading is pretty predictable and it's kind of what I expected. So I guess you it is well-crafted. Yeah, you yeah. confirmed rather than spoiled. I did, yeah. But were you the person, like, when you were a kid, like, did you, like, flip to the end of the book and read really no. quick and then go back? Nope, never. <laughs> I only did if I was, like, getting really impatient. Right. <laughs> I'd be like, is this one worth it? Do I want to finish this? Is it going to go where I want it to go? I'd be like, oh, okay, cool. I'll keep reading. <laughs> no, I, yeah, no, I never did that. Mm. I probably did it a time or two, but it's, it wasn't my go-to for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I yeah. guess that's, that's pretty much that. That's on King this book. of Battle and Blow Pod. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I will say like, I, I, I told you, like, I don't know if I like this. And then something did happen. I was like, I was totally into it. I think the sex in it was hot. I think Adrian was. was hot. Yeah. yeah and so absolutely. I, it was attached. I'm like, okay, I, like I want to see the, where this goes. Um, I like all the, I can't remember. Is it? Cunnilingus, yeah. Cunnilingus. Is fellatio, is that just blowjobs? Yes. And cunnilingus is with yes. the lady parts. I yes. like that there's been a lot of that happening in the books here. I I've seen like that a lot more, not, too. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's it just wasn't happening as much. Just like, there was a lot of a lot it in this book. There's a lot of fingering going on right now, oh too. Oh, my like, God. Like, is there actually a lot of foreplay? Yes. Like, gentlemen, are we actually warming up these women? Yeah. Right? <laughs> Which I'm like, thank you. Sometimes you can just finger a girl a few times without fucking her, and that's still super hot. Yeah. (laughs) So I like that. You know, again, you get like sex right off the bat here with this book, which was a little surprising for me. Yeah, there was there's a scene where they kiss. Well, there was the first scene where he licks her chest and seals her wounds, and then and then he that's when he realizes that. That it's, it's uh, her. Yeah, because yeah, he says, like, your blood is like a homecoming. Sparrow. Um, that's right. He always calls her Sparrow. Yeah. I, what was the connection there? I don't know. I don't know Maybe that was his thing for... Well, yeah, it must have been, Yesenia. but I don't know why. I don't remember why she was the Sparrow. Hmm. Um, but, so, yeah, you get that. And that was hot. Like that was, yeah. And then she goes and she has to masturbate because she's so turned on by it. And then she's <laughs> mad because her nursemaid keeps interrupting her at the door which i thought that was funny she's like god i'm trying to polish one off in here <laughs> what's her name i forget i can't remember any of their nadia, names nadia it was oh, nadia. that's where i was getting the n yeah. yeah um so that's funny and then you know she goes to meet him in the tent to try to get him to do the deal about leaving killian alone if he tries to attack her and then they like kiss so, yeah, I mean, there was a little bit of buildup before you get the actual fucking. So I appreciated that. 
Um, and the fucking was hot. Like, it I like was. how he's, like, she stabs him, and then he comes back, and he's watching her sleep, and then he's like, no, 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 no. You don't get to be in charge here. <laughs> like, you know. Like, it was hot. It was sexy. So, yeah. I appreciate that. The sexy was, was good sexy. for me in this. Yeah. <laughs> no ass eating, so... Oh, which we did get confirmation in yeah. The Witch Collector. That was not ass-eating. That was the badge. So yeah. we're all good. I mean, whatever. <laughs> we, would, we would be good either way. Like, I like how she agreed that, you know, you know, it was, it was ambiguous. So yeah. have it be what you whatever, want. Whatever, whatever works for you. you on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so this is going to be our last episode for season two. Um, yep. we're, we're gonna take a little bit of a break. <laughs> the dogs uh, are excited. I know. They're like, let us out. It's our time to shine. Um, so I kind of wanted to end this episode with um, what are you reading now? Mm-hmm. What's on your list next? And I think it would be fun to like give each other a reading assignment for, you know, a book that like I haven't read that you liked and vice versa that maybe we can talk about next season. Yeah. Um, So what are you reading now? I am reading, I think I even mentioned it the last one. I'm reading the Zodiac Academy and I am a, I'm in pretty deep on that one. I'm on book four. How many Um, are there? There's a lot and they're not all out. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't. It's an ongoing series. Yeah, yeah, because I, I didn't realize that, but then I saw a lot of complaints about, like, I can't believe there's still more. I thought it was completed. You know, we've been there. We've done that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that's what I'm reading. And so you're, for next, you're going to read the next one then? Yeah. Oh, series. yeah, I'm going to plow through. Absolutely. Okay. Um, right. And then, well, and then actually I do still need to get back into um, the – Badlands, Wildlands, Bloodlands, Savage Lands, Lands, all the lands Lands is the first one. Yeah, yeah. I've only read the first three of the lands, so I've got two. Oh, and there's like five out now. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm gonna be reading. I don't want to give anything away, but I am really into the Zodiac Academy. um, Surprisingly, I almost stopped reading it um, because there was there's a lot of problematic themes. You were mentioning like, you know, these kind of conflicted alpha males where they're like, oh, I can't be with her, la, 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 la. And then they they want them. But I will say, like, they're consistently assholes in these books. So. <laughs> well, maybe I'd like it then. You might like it. I mean, uh, yeah, and, like, it's a little much. So, but I'm drawn in, and I'm going to stick with it, and I'm going to hope for what I want. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, and then, so what's your reading assignment for me then? Oh, yes, yes. So I want you to read one I recommended quite a while ago because okay. I'm really curious um, what you're going to think of it. It's Fantasy of Frost by Kelly St. Clair. Okay. And I... I and is this a standalone or is this no. a series? So, and that's the other thing I have to tell you. I almost stopped reading this after the first book and I continued and it became one of my favorites. So I All give right. you that piece of advice. Um, I, for some reason, I remember getting a little hung up on the writing style of the first one, but it completely changes. She figures out whatever was going on and doesn't oh, do it any okay. longer. Um, maybe right. she gets a different editor. Um, but I also just finished another series by her. Well, it's not completed yet. Um, it's Blood and Honey, I think is what it's called. Oh, and mm-hmm. I remember really good. about that. But this okay. one I really liked. I read this one right after 
the Jennifer Armentrout series because it has a very similar woman in a mask kind of thing going on, oh, but okay. totally different. So okay. I think All you'll right. like it. Fantasy of Frost by Kelly St. Clair. I'll yeah. If I haven't already, I probably already bought it when you I think you bought it, but you, and I think it's on Kindle Unlimited too. So, oh, okay. You probably got it. Yeah. Um, Okay. So I just finished Bloodlands, which is the most recent in the Savage Land series by Stacey Marie Brown. I just finished it. And I am currently starting my reread of Crescent City by Sarah J. Mass um, in anticipation of the next book coming out, which is what I will read next, um, House of Sky and Breath, which releases on uh, February 15th. Um, I barely remembered anything about Crescent City. I don't remember Crescent City City at all. I remember someone dying and it was surprising and that's all I remember. Yeah, so I thought, (laughs) eh, it's been a hot minute, so I better at least skim through this uh this first book before the second one comes out so that's that's my plan um and my reading assignment for you is i also recently finished a shadow in the ember by jennifer armentrout and that Uh. is the prequel book to the blood and ash series yeah yeah Um, and i fucking loved it I had such book depression when I finished. I was like plowed through about 75% of it. And that last 15%, I was like savoring a chapter at a time. I like really slowed down. And I thought, why is it taking me so long to finish this book? Because I love it. And then I thought, oh, because I love it. And I don't know when the next book, I think the next book comes out in the fall. Um, Okay. So I just wasn't ready to say goodbye to those characters. Um, And I don't, like, forgive me if I'm wrong, because my memory is shit, but I don't think it spoils anything. Okay. I probably Uh, will forget everything anyways. Yeah, I don't, there was nothing, I mean, there's definitely connections, obviously, because it's the same world as Blood and Ash. Yes. Uh, But I I don't think there's anything spoilery. Okay. Am I wrong? Sorry, listeners, if I'm wrong, but... Yeah, you got to read it. It's great. I think I may even actually prefer it to Blood and Ash. Wow. Like the main characters. I know Blood and so, Ash is a big one for you. So It's a big one. I, well, yeah. I forgot I love that world. I love that It world. is a really good world. Yeah, I don't, it's just very, very connected to it. Very connected. To, like the way she writes her alpha men too is like absolutely perfect for me. <laughs> Because they're like the perfect combination of ruthless and sweet. <laughs> so I, yeah, super into it. So that's, All right. that's what I've got going on. Um, and, you know, War of Two Queens is also coming out, the next installment in the Blood and Ash series. It's coming out uh, in March. So Jeez, super excited about that. I know. Well, you know, you're, it's fine. The nice thing about waiting sometimes is that the wait is less between books when you True. don't read them right when they come out so um yeah yeah i yeah. gotta read um the new amelia hutchins for the chaos series just came out too so mm. that's another one i gotta get get in yeah i mean we discussed possibly talking about that series in the podcast so i think that, we should do it be on the list for next season i'll wait and then i can do a reread okay 
So I remember. And we are still going to talk about the Plated Prisoner series, I promise. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That is one of my favorites. And it just never happened because I think I needed more time. Yeah. To reread it again. Yeah, and there's going to be another book out. And I don't know how, I don't know if she said how many total she's going to do for this series. Um, I don't know. But there's going to be another book out in May. And so that's why we kind of decided to wait so that we could reread and then read the the newest one once it comes out. So we're going to try to to do it that way so it lines up um, for the next season. But I definitely want to talk about it. It's, yeah, another one of definitely a standout series for me from last year that I read. Um, That one for me trumps Blood and Ash. Like, that's my Blood and Ash. Oh, okay. Okay. I love it so much. I think yeah. there's so much good going on in those books. Yeah, so. <laughs> I agree. I liked it a lot too, but I don't think I liked it quite as much as the Blood and Ash series. Um, yeah, so thanks for listening to season two, guys. Um, doop, doop. Sorry that we made you wait so long for the last episode. We had some stuff going on. Life, and, man. Yeah, life and uh, paranoia that I had COVID, but I did <laughs> Every time you have a sore throat, is this COVID? Or I right. my mouth open. I don't know. Well, um, everybody seems to have it too right now. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it's, yeah. yeah, the world is weird. But anyway, yeah. um, we'll be back. I don't know when, but not too long. We, yeah, we, we just need a little bit of a break. Do. Yeah. Yeah. I got to read books that aren't the podcast <laughs> books. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, so we will please, uh, just pay attention to our Instagram. We'll let you know when we're coming back and and what we've got on the agenda. And, um, as always, please get in touch with us and let us know if there's a series that you would like us to cover, um, or, you know, a a theme or a subject matter. It doesn't necessarily need to be a a book synopsis every episode. I just love Um, a good synopsis though. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Some cliff notes. Thanks. For sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, happy reading and, uh, I will see your face soon again. I hope Jessica. Oh, my face. Yeah. In person. Now that we're not, we're breaking from podcasts. Oh yes. Let's do that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We need to do our girls weekend still. We do. We'll make it happen. Yeah. All right. Well, bye everybody. Bye. This has been another episode of the Sexy Scary Book Club with your hosts, Lisa and Jessica. We have more episodes available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you pod. If you like us and want to hear more, please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe. You can find us on Instagram at sexyscarybook or send us an email and tell us what you think at sexyscarybookclub at gmail.com.